Hello and welcome to The Brain Train. My name is Mary Darby Byrne and today's guest in the studio is Andy Black. Now, Andy Black is an entrepreneur, as I would describe him, uh, and also helps people with starting up their own businesses and how to go about it. So, Andy, hello and welcome. Hi, thanks for having me again. You're very welcome. But we were talking before we came in, we are having a cup of coffee, and um, some of the questions that you had said was, why would you not work for yourself? Was one question. Um, I didn't quite phrase it like that. Did you not? You, we were talking about you and oh, me maybe in particular. Business. Yeah, you as in particular. The UI, the plural <laughs> of the world. Well, you in particular, and you as you, you're interested. You went on an entrepreneur or start your own business course recently, mm-hmm. and I was asking, what is it that you do currently that you can't not do? That's like a very good indication of maybe the sort of business you should be doing. Um, I did read that somewhere, and I, it stuck with me that one of the best reasons to get started in a business is because you can't not get started. There's something that you're driven to do. You you do it constantly and you may be not even aware of it. And one of the things you, we were discussing, you said earlier, was you just like talking to people. You like meeting people. You like talking to people. You're interested in their story and learning from them. And funnily enough, what is it you're doing now? Yeah. You're, a, you're a radio interviewer host, you know? So, And you were saying you'd like to get into business because of the freedom of it and a lot of people yeah the freedom of not having a boss and you're answering to customers or instead of a boss and you can set your own agenda etc and I was saying well but okay if you if you were to be set up as a sole trader in your own business as a bookkeeper would that be what you'd want to do and you said no absolutely not because that doesn't match what your personality is and what you like doing so it's not necessarily the freedom that you're after it's um, you know a, a way freedom of not having a boss it's a freedom to sort of do what comes naturally match your personality to you. really. yeah to match your personality so mm-hmm. for for myself I find I like talking to people a lot I enjoy it I'm sort of a marketing consultant freelancer I wouldn't necessarily class, class myself as an entrepreneur just yet or a business owner I'm more of a freelancer like a sole trader like an electrician <laughs> so I have a skill set people pay me for that skill set and I'm able to sell that skill to other businesses uh, other people and what I'm not like a, a proper business owner would be able to scale that you know a lot so I've got it working I've got a model I should be able to scale it I, I can't at the minute that's why I don't quite class myself as a business person the reason I bring that up is there's some things I'm very good at and enjoy doing and some things I don't so you're a situation so you're at home apart from that what I like I'm still working obviously the freedom I have isn't the freedom to not work anymore I just am able to do the things I say there's 10 types of things I need to do as a business owner there's a few that I gravitate towards all the time talking to people maybe building campaigns for people but doing the bookkeeping um, sending out invoices chasing up payments all that stuff no that's not for me I've got the freedom to outsource that and get someone else to do it now if you're doing a job and there's parts of the job that you don't like doing your boss probably doesn't like you getting somebody into you know to sit with you and do that part while you get on with the bits that you enjoy more so that for me that's the that's what I love about having my own business is I get to focus on the things I'm really good at and typically the things I'm really good at are also things I enjoy doing you know you you doing bookkeeping it it wouldn't suit your personality you wouldn't enjoy it Um, whereas you talking to people all the time and you know it's enjoyable yeah. yeah but I mean I mean what's lovely about your situation which I've seen a lot more men do is you're able to work from home yep. and you're able to collect your kids from school and spend more time 
with your kids. Yeah, I you love know, it. We, I mean, there's a lot. There's, I can't believe the amount of men that are actually doing that now, and it's brilliant for them. Yeah, I mean, this in this day and age, there's a lot of they're not all, all businesses, but there's a lot of work that you can do from home over the internet. Like I have clients in Australia, in Canada, in in the UK, in America. I'm not actually going to meet them in person, so I'll, I'll have Skype calls with them regularly, and I do the work and I send emails, and I, I can manage that from home. And sometimes I'm not even at home; I can be on my on my mobile phone, like you know, checking stuff in Basecamp, which is project man- management software. To you know, somebody might ask a question, I just reply to that. So I might be waiting for the kids outside the school when I'm doing that. You know, I, I don't do that. You know, when I'm with the kids, I'm with the kids, and the phone is in my pocket or should be, but. We were discussing this earlier. This is a new chapter in my life and my wife's life that our youngest, the four-year-old, has just gone into school. You know, very sweet. Last week, him wearing all his, his gear. For some reason, when they wear their school uniform, they look extra small. You don't realise how small they are when they stood next to their brothers. So he's four. He's just gone into junior infants. And he finishes at school at maybe half one, twelve-ish, half twelve. And I will be going to get him at two o'clock from his grandma's and getting the other lads and coming home. So my my working day has has been compressed from nine till sort of half four. It was you know until till September. It's nine till two o'clock. So I'll be working from nine till two, and then I'll spend time with the kids. I'll take them home, get them changed, do the homework, play with them, um, throw them out the back so they play with each other, kill each other, do the rest of it, and then I'll do a bit of work in the evening after they've gone to bed. And I remember not so long ago, maybe four years, five years ago having to commute into Dublin, an hour and a half journey in, an hour and a half getting home. I'd get home at half six, kids would be going to bed at seven, I'd see them for half an hour. This is just a world apart. It's just a world apart. I'm seeing them from two o'clock till seven or a bit later now because they're a bit older. And that freedom, definitely, I love that freedom. The other part of, the other freedom is I'm actually doing what I love doing. Um, and I love what I do. It's just, uh, it's just, it's just amazing at the minute. Now I'm not earning more money than I was in some jobs I've had in the past, but the way I'm earning that money is just a world apart, you know. So it's not necessarily the fact that I'm my own boss, you know. I, sorry, let me rephrase that. It's not the fact that oh I don't like having a boss. I want to work for myself. It's the fact that I I can design the lifestyle that I want and work the way I want and. My priorities at the moment, while my kids are so young, is to spend a lot of time with them. You know, they're under ten. It's really, really important that I spend a lot of time with them because I won't get that time back. Absolutely, it's gone. But again, is 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 it not the key word? The freedom. Yeah, freedom to do what though? Yeah, I suppose to be you in 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 what you like working at. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, partly. I mean, I like like we discussed before. Um, I kind of don't class this as work. What I'm doing. I'm doing what I'm compelled to do. I can't help it. If I was at a wedding and I got chatting to someone, like my wife would typically grab me and pull me away and say, "Shut up! <laughs> Just stop! Stop boring people." To but if somebody, if I, if somebody's, you know, you get talking to somebody you've never met. Hi, what is it? Um, how, how do you know the bride and groom? Um, what is it you do? I'll ask them what they do. Oh, I'm a, I'm a plumber. Oh, right, excellent. How's that going? How's business going? And like typically, if you ask a business owner or a sole trader how's business going, then they're going to unleash on you um, because nobody ever asks them. And if they do, oh, okay. So how 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 are you getting work? And I can actually help them. I love doing that. So I would be doing that anyway. I'll be chatting to people at a wedding so much so that my wife will drag me away. Shut up, you. Sit down. Yeah. Shut up. Okay, right. But is this the mathematician's brain? Because you have to ask questions all the time. 
Uh, no, I don't think it's to do with math. Uh, maybe I'm good at maths because I ask questions and I'm always thinking about, well, why is that? Why is that? So if so, you said you like freedom. Well, okay, why is it you like freedom? What is it? What's driving you? Are you are you chasing? Is there something that you've got in mind that you you're heading towards, or is it something that you don't like? That's behind you. Like there's two types of motivation. You could be motivated because a tiger's chasing you. Okay, so you're gonna run pretty fast. But once the tigers stop chasing you, you're gonna stop running, aren't you? So that kind of motivation of getting away from having a boss is one type of motivation. And then you'll get bored and stop. Possibly, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily the best motivation. Or you've got a motivation of I just love helping, you know, kids with their maths to pass the test. I just get such a buzz out of it. That motivation is gonna keep you going a lot longer keep you going forever probably mm -hmm. like we talked about this in our last show chat that we had where it's almost like a hack it's not a hack I don't really even want to put that word on it but the way I'm motivated I don't even like the word motivated I try and help other people well it's like you're following your bliss or your love really because you're talking about you love this and you love doing that so that seems to be sort of your there's a danger in that there's a danger in that if you talk about I love this and I love that and I want to do this it's talking about all about yourself me FM yeah we FM yeah we're talking what's in it for me constantly talking about yourself I want to work for myself because I don't want a boss okay hmm really I'm not sure that's going to fly that's not really going to sustain you through the tough periods whereas if you ha your goal is I want to help that person over there and you forget about you and you're thinking about the people you're trying to help then you know motivation doesn't come into it does a does a do parents of a newborn like do they like ask their mum you know their, the grandparents how do you get motivated to get up at night and keep changing the nappy they just have to do it you know because there's somebody relying on them you just do it so if my like I have clients and their business they need more leads they need more work and I can feel that because I'm, like, I'm the same I'm in the same boat I'm like a sole trader type person so if I've got a plumber client in Dublin, for instance, and they're not getting enough business, I can feel that. I can imagine that him and the, the, the wife and the kids and the roof, they need to keep the roof over his head, the stress of paying the mortgage. So that motivates me. In the, you know, motivates so you're looking me. beyond it. You're going behind him and behind him. It's like you're opening a few more other doors to motivate you to, to, to help that person. Yeah, I don't think even the word motivation comes into it. It's not. Well, I don't like, know what other word to use. No, at it's the not. Moment, I'm so not just deal with the I don't, yeah, okay, so okay. mortis. Yeah. But do you understand but me? This is what you're doing. The it's reason like, why, sorry, I'm interrupting you. The reason why I mention I don't like the word motivation is a lot of people will be saying, "How do you stay motivated? How do you get motivated?" And I just, you're say, just well, happy, is it? I just think if you if you're trying to be motivated, if you're procrastinating on something and you're not getting it done then your why isn't strong enough. The reason why you want to do it isn't strong enough. You've got the wrong reason. Maybe it's because you've been chased by a tiger. That's why you want to do it. And the tigers stop chasing you. So you then stop. Well, tell me, do you use any of these like exercises where they have the conscious, the subconscious and the super, super subconscious? Have you heard anything much about um, this? And they say what you do is like you pass it from, from the front right the way back and you, you go to your super subconscious brain mind or brain and just say here's what I would like to achieve here's what I want to do I, I need to manif I need to meet let's say the right plumber to help me with XYZ and you leave it to your brain yeah. and then it just manifests it so you could be bumping into something like in a, in a cafe having a chat and all of a sudden they're the plumber that you yeah. need this sort of thing I'm aware of that and I probably do that without knowing it I mean for instance okay. with, I had I remember <clears throat> studying for a maths exam back in university and I hadn't done any studying for it, and it was in the morning. And I was trying to work out how to answer a particular question late at night. And I couldn't, for the life of me, I just went round and round and round. I couldn't work out how to answer it. And I had a choice. Do I stay up late trying to learn it, 
and get not much sleep and then get, get up and go straight to the exam? Or do I go to bed now, get up early, try and learn how to do it and then go for the exam? So, you know, I was going to get the same amount of sleep and I'm going to have the same amount of time struggling on the problem. And I decided, I well, I realised if I didn't spend another couple of hours trying to work it out, I went to bed. If I just went to bed now, I was going to lie there worrying about it anyway. So I wouldn't get the sleep. So I decided to stay up another two hours struggling with the problem. At whatever time, two in the morning, I gave up. I couldn't work it out. Went to bed and it was really weird. I woke up in the morning. I went, oh, I get it. It's like I'd put enough of the subject matter into my head and it was all jumbled up and I couldn't work it out. My conscious brain couldn't work it out. And I woke up in the morning and I, oh, it's clear as day. Why didn't I see that last night? It's like my subconscious in my sleep, because obviously I was nervous about an exam the next day and it just worked it out. It was just churning around in my head and then it just, bing, clarity. But the rest of you kind of got out of the way. Yes. Oh my goodness. Do you know, that's what, it's, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. you just leave it then. You just yeah. here's your it's like leaving your request into it like a DJ. Yeah. You know, re request a song, you leave it in, and then. Yeah, we you have know. this massive super supercomputer in the back of our head, mm -hmm. and it's amazing that you just said that phrase, "get out of your own way," because in the last couple of years that I've been helping, um, like my clients are typically in a business. They they've got a business, it's making money. Otherwise, they can't afford to hire me to 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 make them more money. Um, but I still help people who are. In, you know, maybe they've got a permanent job and they've got an idea and they want to get going on something. And I, I, I like helping people like that because I was the same. I can, you know, it's like helping my past self. And so I've got lessons and things that I've learned that can help that person. So I'm just compelled to do that. I can't help it. And one of the things I've noticed over the last couple of years of where I'm doing this a lot more is that people get in their own way. They just overcomplicate it. I don't really know why. I don't know whether it's like the schooling system that we, we, we believe we have to be, we have to pass a test before we're able to do the next thing. We have to have a certificate before we're able to do the next thing. Well, I think we discussed this in the last chat where you want to go into business, you don't need a logo, you don't need a business name. You don't need to have a certification in web design to create a website, you just go and create a website. What you really need out of all those things is a customer. That's the only thing you need is somebody who says, oh, you want to learn how to build a website? Great, can you use me as a guinea pig? Like you don't have to be an expert. We all think we have to be an expert to get paid to do anything. So we instantly, oh, the first thing I'll do is go off, I'll, I'll look for a course, an evening course on web design, because I want to become a web designer and sell that service to somebody. But what if very close to home, right under your nose, you've got an uncle who's a plumber and his website is shocking. And you just said, oh, uh, can I have a go at we your website? He might bite your hand off and go, yeah, done, do it. You're not an expert. You've just decided you're gonna do it. And you decided to help somebody. So it's really interesting. I don't know why it is, but people will put all these obstacles in their own way. So it's almost like... Well, they don't know how. Yeah, like I say, the, the, it's like the obstacles have always been there from, from other people, from hearing other people. And yeah. we just don't realise we can actually take these off the blinkers. Yeah, they've been putting... I think we're, we've been trained mm. to have all these obstacles. We see all the reasons why it won't work. It's funny when As you talk to somebody. To, yeah. You can tell somebody, well, you could try this. And they say a typical giveaway that somebody's thinking that way is they say yes but yes I agree that da, 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 but what if they did this and go well they haven't so you yeah know, you exactly cross that bridge when you come to it we have all these phrases but we never really listen to them just mm. that isn't a problem until it is a problem it's in your head you're trying to solve problems that you don't have like the overthinking and overcomplicating things is the art of solving problems you don't have well in a way it's like you've driven up somewhere and you've parked your car 
and your car is parked when you go off and do shopping. You know, so it's it's park that for the moment yeah. and then go off and do something yeah. when do you the come back it's first. there and it's you know so it's, it's yeah it's getting the right frame of thinking well what we're going to do is we're going to stop for a short break and we'll talk some more when we come back The fight to make ends meet Keeps a man up on his feet Holding down his job Trying to show he can't be bought Who takes every kind of people To make what life's about, yeah for a lead It is duty to a king or to a queen Protecting what he feels right Fights against wrong in his life There's no profit in deceit Honest men know that revenge does not deceive Hello and welcome back to The Brain Train. My name is Mary Darby Byrne and if you've just joined us, today's guest in the studio is Andy Black. And we're we're here today and we're talking about basically working for yourself. So Andy, you kind of in a way have um, what a lot of people may perceive may uh, as a dream job at the moment in the sense that you're working from home and you can leave your kids to school and you can collect your kids from school and you can spend some 
great time with them. Yeah. Other people probably running out the door. <laughs> you know, hallelujah. You know, join the you know the freedom oh, of choice, the anger and Jane. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did get you there's, wrong, Andy. There's times I want to boot them out the window. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's I fair have to enough. Play referee a yeah. lot. But. but you you were saying you know some of the you know the people that you help and the questions that you would ask people is it's not that you necessarily want to be a bookkeeper or an accountant or it's you want to use your personality to do what you want to do really. It's interesting that um, I went on a pro- productivity, actually I didn't go on it, I, I bought a productivity course a couple of years ago and the biggest tip, the takeaway, it was an aha moment for me was if you're not doing what comes natural to you, if you're not doing the thing, the sk- if you're not f- using the skills that you're excellent at, then you'll never be as productive as you could be. So if you, Mary, were doing bookkeeping and you said, right, I'm really bad at bookkeeping, I must try and get better at this, this weakness of mine, you'll get to a certain point, but you're never going to be as good as my bookkeeper who loves it. She loves it. She, you know, she just loves getting it all sorted out and balanced at the end of it. You'll never be as good as her. That's her natural strength. Your natural strength is talking to people, you know, maybe, and others, but obviously this is what brought has brought you here. So the whole crux of that course that I did was find out what you're really, really good at. And if you can focus 100% of your time or 95% or 50% of your time on that during your working day, you will go, you will be so much more productive than just spending 10% of your time on that. And the sort of catch 22 there is you often don't know what you're really good at because it comes so natural to you. It's like breathing and you think everyone else can do it. And often you'll have to ask other people. And that was part of the exercise was to email 15 people that you'd worked closely with or who, you know, your uncles, your your parents, people who knew you really well and also in the workplace knew you really well and say, look, I'm doing an exercise. It's a productivity exercise. It's helpful for me. One of my assignments, can you please send me in the response by Friday? One of my assignments is to find out from you what you think my single biggest strength is. What is it I do different and better than other people? And prepare to be humbled by the replies because you will be surprised at what they come back so with. So what came back for you? Um, for me, a lot of my what came back was uh, the ability to talk to people at different levels, you know, from like, you know, CEO type level all the way down to the intern. If I go into a business as an IT contractor or a marketing consultant, I'm talking to everybody all the way up and down. I don't really care about the titles. I'm just interested in their story. And people came back with that, my ability to speak to people. And I thought, oh, I thought it would have been my IT skills and my maths and my ability to create AdWords campaigns, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, so that was the surprise for me. And it made me realize I've spent 15 years of my life doing exactly the wrong role. You know, I've been in IT, just do like a cold face on the computer. You know, I talk to people, obviously, but my job is to keep missions, critical systems running. And I've ended up switching like in 2009 into this different kind of job where, again, I'm doing a lot of cold face on the computer type stuff, loading up new campaigns for ads and etc. But I've noticed recently that even yesterday I've got some campaigns to load and I'm sat there and up on Skype pops up a little message and somebody's like, got a message I'm thinking of starting a blog about such and such Uh, can I run it by you and boom I'm on a call I gravitate towards that okay and sometimes if you're not paying attention to what you do like the Irish phrase is I put the building of the campaigns onto the long finger didn't I 
That's the Irish phrase of like, oh, going to the bottom of the queue, I'm going to do something else. And if you're not thinking, well, what is it I gravitate towards? What is it I do naturally? If you're not thinking of that, then you're potentially uh, putting yourself down, trying to do something that doesn't come naturally to yourself all the time. And you'll never be 100% productive. See, that would pull you down. That would wear you out. Yeah, but uh, partly the schooling system has us doing that where, okay, you're not so good at French. You need to spend more time on French to get that up to a C. And you're excellent at something else, so leave that. And you spend all your time on your weaknesses instead of on, on your strengths. But by the time you get out into the workplace, whether you're working for yourself or having a job, you need to be excellent at something, not average at everything or good at everything. You know, you're going to be you're going to become the X Y Z person, the talk show host, the radio host, the ad. But that's guy. very much brick in the wall stuff isn't it the, the way of teaching as well it seems to well you know so it's I mean? making a rounded person which is great and by the way I'm not knocking that at all but I think what that you know that ends up giving us these symptoms where people are working on their weaknesses instead of like finding out what their strengths are and going for those so for me and if any of your listeners do that exercise it, you will be humbled with some of the responses you know and mm. I wasn't so what else came back to you that surprised you um it was mostly that I had quite a few out of the 15 maybe 6 or 7 talked about one said you should be a lecturer because you've got this way of explaining things I was like oh right so it was more or less the same thread that they there were was talking that. about there was also yeah. people talking about stuff I expected but it was this unexpected side and then when you think about it you get that and go oh hold on that has been said before but you don't you sort of ignore it so the advice there is really pay attention to what you're good at possibly it's what you've been told off for when you were a kid Stop doing that. Like, we've got one of the lads, he's eight, constantly talking, doesn't sh- shut up, doesn't sit still, fidgeting, and he's just constantly on the go. And we're always, like, trying to slow him down. But maybe that's, you know, in later life, maybe he will be a talk show host or something like that. And we're, you know, putting a lid on it. That's, ah, something's just popped into my head, a funny line about, you know, parenthood. We spend the first years of their lives teaching them to walk and talk and then spend the rest of the time telling them to sit down and shut up (laughs) shut up (laughs) but I mean I mean maybe that's what causes it I'm not so worried about what causes Mm. people who they're working a job and they have this aspiration to be self-employed to do Mm. something They, they, they have a goal to help people do something but often what I've noticed is they get in their own way but you can get lost I know for myself like you know you, you they say you know go to this board and that board and so on and so forth and here's what you can get if you if you you, you get a grant of say 15 or 30,000 if you sink in 30,000 and there's people who who are in full-time jobs yeah not working for themselves advising you okay do you, I didn't realize do, that do you know what I mean um you know when you're going to different boards and that yeah they're all they're all so I'm kind of sitting there kind of going this is great and they're very helpful but the irony of it is these people are working Monday to Friday 9 to 5 for yeah. somebody else mm. Th- that's they, these were some of the things I thought where do I go what do I do so I was trying to find somebody like you one of the key was trying to find people like you Yeah. now under your title of what you'd come up with on the internet I would have said oh god that's too big and that's too expensive and that's too do you understand me? But I met you through somebody and I would see you would be more approachable. It's a more earthy, approachable way. Do you understand me? Yeah. So there's also that kind of, oh, I can't afford that or I don't know, maybe that person, you know, you're thinking of a smart suit, a big, dapper, just maybe unapproachable. And what am you I know, wearing yeah, today? Yeah, I know, you're wearing runners. <laughs> 
trailer yeah. trash. Yeah. But but you understand me, these are the little mental blocks I had come across. You know, and it's okay for those who are probably in the business field already, in the office or in the you know, started off in the banking or somewhere. So they're going from that to another one in a way. Yeah. So these were these were little things that I found. I thought, well, how, how do I find him? Where's my gap? And like that, I was I was trying to find answers and solutions. And I met you, and I met Larry, and I met you know yeah. other people who could help me in the in the correct way right. that I needed. Okay, so you went on a business course. I did a business course. And what things did you learn on that course? Um, what did I learn? Um, I I learned from the beginning, which I I probably knew was I would be outsourcing somebody to do the the accounts and the bookkeeping and the invoices because <laughs> yeah. he was spending cl- I said look Barry don't 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 even waste your time even flipping on that computer for me please here's what's going to be happening yeah. and here's what I need I did make some very good um uh, connections uh, where we can help each other and work each other yeah. uh, the brilliant thing was we all had ideas for each other and probably connections or directions and do you know what would be good for you or did you try this or I have a friend in this here's a number give them my name they might be able to help you yeah. So, uh, but it was there was great support like that. Uh, what would be great would be to to meet up or keep keep meeting certainly for a while, um, to to grow as a group just to see how how we're all doing, you know, just to keep that structure in. Certainly until the, until we were able to jog, mm. jog away. Whereas some were already in in their line of work and the, instead of working for somebody they're certainly working for themselves yeah. and they didn't have the worry because I think the, for me the biggest key is not to ever worry about your mortgage or your rent or your bills <laughs> I have the same worry as like yeah. permanent staff about that but do, yeah. do you know that would be whereas quite a few on the course didn't have that worry you know right. so they were able to you know okay so they already to, so to, had a business running they, they, well they went from working you know say for the bank but doing the same job yeah Freelance. Freelance. So it wasn't new. To me, it wasn't new. Do you understand me? That's really interesting because that's something I find people do a lot is they're working a job with a particular skill set. That skill set, they've got a skill set that somebody's prepared to pay, like an employer, is prepared to pay them a monthly salary that pays their mortgage and the bills and the rest of it. And then when they want to go into business, they think of something completely different from what is currently already bringing in the money. And they, they're like, well, I'm an accountant, but I want to teach guitar, or I want to create a blog about teaching the guitar and sell you know, courses off the blog or something. And I'm often, my, my first question is, well, can you not take the skill you already got that's already making you money and just repackage it slightly? So A, you're working for yourself, which then allows you, you know, it's not that it's not because you don't want a boss. It's so that you can then structure the, your life, so that you can go and get the kids or do what you want to do, go and play tennis at four o'clock. Well, whatever quite it a is. few had been let go as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like I said, they just said, "Oh, well, we work for ourselves, doing the same thing." Yeah. But it's how to go about it. Where do you get the clients? What do you do? Where do you get the clients? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, these were the big, the big questions. What's I mean, interesting is people who go on course, they get. It's almost like they get taught all these things they need to do before they set up a business you need a you know a USP uh, unique selling points and you need to marketing and you need a, a business name and a tagline and, and you, yeah, you get who's lost. your ideal yeah. customer what's your customer avatar all these sorts who's of things who's your competition all this, right, so you went in there thinking right I'm just going to set up I've got this people keep asking me to fix furniture great and then you come out thinking oh I've got this t- 10 things I need to do before I can even get going actually you don't Could just imagine some young lad who comes around knocks on the door hi do you want your windows cleaned He's not 
gone on that course he doesn't need he doesn't know what he doesn't know you know mm-hmm. he just went out and did it the only thing you need to be in business is customers you don't need a website you don't need 30k in capital and almost if you can't set up in seven days like there's a great book by a guy called Dan Norris called The Seven Day Startup and his the whole premise through the whole book is if you can't start up your this business idea in seven days and be ready to make a sale in seven days or maybe even make a sale in seven days then it's too complicated a business for you at this stage what he talks about is it's not just about product market fit you know we've got a market all these people are looking for something you know, your product matches and it's a good fit and you can make money great it's also product founder fit are you is this your first rodeo as a self-employed person have you been you know working for 20 years in a cubicle or working for somebody else constantly well you, you've got a big learning curve so pick something easy for you to get started don't build oh, I, know, I want to build something like ebay i know i've got an idea i'm going to sell all the, the, the buggies in the house on and maybe there's all and you're going to build you're going to get you've got 15 grand of redundancy and you want to build this great website to do hold on you've got no experience building websites and creating these two-sided markets of buyers and sellers etc but you're an accountant why don't you use that skill that you've been doing for 20 years and make more money with it it was already making you money it's really weird it's it's like it's not even that you think the grass is greener over there it's like you don't even realize there's grass under your feet because you stood on it you know or you're sat on a gold mine already but everyone's looking further afield it's really strange i don't know why people do it i'm including me so six years ago in 2009 i helped an electrician get more work that's how i fell into this line of work i wasn't an expert i didn't go out i didn't go to somebody and say look i can build an adwords campaign for you I spoke to a friend who didn't have work. I said I'd build a website for him. He bit my hand off. I'd never built a website in my life. Then an AdWords voucher fell out of a book. I didn't even know what AdWords was, couldn't spell it. Loaded the voucher up, got going. That's how I got started. I didn't need to be an expert. I didn't think I needed to be ex- an expert. Some people will go, I better go on a course to do web design. And I better go, oh, now an AdWords voucher. I better go on a course to learn AdWords. No, I just did it because I was trying to help somebody. Well, I mean, the courses can show you what you do know. That's what I found. I do you know, I stopped going on courses a long while ago. Well, it was a good start and you needed to start somewhere. But it, it showed me what I actually did know and the skill I did have, which, again, like, I, I wasn't that aware. I kind of valued myself more. Would that be? Okay. Valued my skills yeah. more. Good. As, good. as a result of it. Right, good. But what was quite amazing when I said to the girls, I said, look, do you want to do a radio programme afterwards and see how you get on and so on and so forth? It was unbelievable. It was like the rabbits caught in the light. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you want more clients? You want to talk about your skills? Yeah. And, you know, and uh, no, none of them would do it. They One of them said she'd come back in September. So, scattered. you know, there was two yeah. of them away that, that said they'll do it, you know, but the rest right. just yeah. gone. Well, what's interesting, I asked you a couple of days ago, what questions did you have at the end of your course? Or what, actually, what questions would you have for someone like me? You know, and my role okay so I am in business for myself but my job is to help other businesses or my mm-hmm. business helps other businesses get more work so what questions would you have for me and your very first question you had a list of them was how do I get more clients and that is the first question how do you get clients how do you get more of them you know that's what any business yeah they want to, I could see what they want they said like it's where do I go what do I do how do I go about it that was the key do you know and it was like the other stuff in a way you could see uh, yeah we get that we know this we all know you have to register in the tax office we all know you need a bookkeeper you, do you know it was kind of how do, how do we get clients uh, yeah, I think that's putting the cart before the horse 
It's like, why would you go off and register? And when do you don't have logo? anything coming in, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know? go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, well, what business we, are you we, setting we'll up? We'll put the cart before the horse. What we'll do is we're going to stop for a short break and we'll talk some more when we come back.
Hello and welcome back after the break. If you just join me, today's guest in the studio is Andy Black. So Andy, before the break, we were just talking about people doing business course and starting up their own businesses. And you have a good... You were saying, while we were listening to some music, was grow what you know. Yep. Seems to be key. Yeah. You know, it's in a way, it's common sense. That it's a, it's a new lost. phrase I learned this week or last week listening to somebody's podcast and it just it's just resonated it's stuck in my brain grow what you know is people forget the skills that they already have i don't know what it is it's like they f- they don't realize the value they already can bring to the table and like even yesterday i was talking to somebody and he didn't realize he hold on you're a project it project manager you manage a team of permanent staff who are all around the world that he's in Jerusalem the closest is in the UK you man can you can project manage this team and you've got eight kids at home and a wife it's like how on earth do you manage all that that's amazing I'm actually more in, I'm just suddenly interested in your whole story you could he wanted to create um, a blog about relationships and parenting because obviously he's got eight kids he's, he's learned a lot and he's had to survive you know his relationship with his wife has had to survive having eight kids there's a lot of stress there and I was saying, well, you could obviously you can talk about parenting and relationships, but you're also a, an IT project manager and a, obviously a very good one. And you're managing an outsourced team remotely. There's a lot of project managers and or business owners would like to know how you're doing that. And then you can add the fact that you've got eight kids and whatnot. And people, that's your story. And you can throw in all the you know conversations. Oh, this reminds me of the time we had to go on a trip across da 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 and had to pack and organise this. That's like project managers are having to do lots of things and getting people to do stuff they don't want to do. That's what seems to be what a project manager's one of their roles is. That's exactly what a parent has to do. You've got to brush your teeth. Oh, do I have to? So I, I was just saying to him, just trying to make him realise, you you have all this valuable experience already. And almost before the, we had a chat, he'd said, look, the only thing I seem to be good at is parenting. And I I, was, I pulled him the up. Only on thing that's yeah, genius. I pulled him, kids. Yeah, actually, that is that's an amazing some, thing. Mm. But I pulled him up on that. I said, don't, "Don't say that because how you're, you're forgetting that you're an excellent project manager." It's like what we we're back back to earlier. You forget what you're good at until someone else points it out, because it just comes natural to you. Until someone says, "Oh, by the way, you're very good at X, Y, Z." Am I? I said, "No, yeah, I can't do it." I honest, oh, I th- I thought everyone could do this. So that exercise where you just mail 15 of your closest friends and say, look, I'm doing an exercise to find a productivity exercise. I need to find out what I'm best at. Uh, can you can you send this in by Friday because I, you know, for an assignment, just to put like a bit of urgency on it so that people reply, get them back and then just look at it and go, oh, like for me, I was literally doing the wrong work. But what if you had somebody, say, for example, say who, um, just say a taxi driver. Yep. Show me how you would develop that with the, you know, grow what you know. If he wants to work for himself, what could you do? You mean he's a taxi driver working for himself? Employed. Well, yeah, taxi drivers—they be, they belong to ranks, are they? You know, Halo or something like that. Do you understand well, me? The, the trick with all business is customers. You need customers, and the, the most important formula in business—I'll credit this to Blaise Brosnan, who's from the Wexford Management Institute, I believe. I went on a course years ago. Is this older Irish gentleman, a complete gentleman? There's maybe 20 of us in the room, like business owners or people starting up businesses, and every week he would come and talk to us. But he'd also always start each one by saying, look, if you just walk away with one thing from this session, just one little nugget, that's enough for you. 
So don't write millions of notes, just one little thing. And this particular session, I remember him saying, the most important formula in business is R plus R equals profit. We're all looking at each other. It's like, what does he mean? Repeat business plus referrals equals profit. So if you're a taxi driver, get repeat business. That's the easiest sale anyway, somebody who knows you. You just make sure that they stay happy as a customer and they keep using you. And then referrals. Like if you do a good job, like I don't do any paid advertising. I don't do any advertising for my business. Uh, not paid advertising. I do a lot of writing of content and creating videos and interviews and stuff like that. So then that brings me work. But the the best way I get work is somebody contacts me and says, oh, my friend who you've done work for has recommended you. Mm-hmm. That's like, he's pretty much sold because he just wants somebody to help him with his AdWords account or campaigns. And that uh, somebody said, oh, a, a guy did it really, really well and my phone is now off the hook. That's like, you know, repeat business and referrals is your profit. So a, a tax, any business owner wants more business, If who wants more business should focus on the repeat business and referrals. And the way to do that is by adding a valuable service. Okay, so the way I looked at it was, I would have thought of him doing some, some maybe some learning how to do some a chauffeuring course to take it to another level. Do you understand me? It's interesting how you looked upon it and how I looked upon it. Yeah, you see, you instantly thought, go on a course to learn more. When I instantly thought, well, get you more see, if it, more sales, the thing is, if more he, sales. yeah, more sales. But if if you're going to do chauffeuring, you're going to have a less, lot less drunk people falling into your car. You'll probably have a better, well, you know, less vomiting possibly. But you're going to have a higher, maybe a better caliber, and you could charge more prices for your service. Do you know you might have that bit more regular work? Do you understand me? I I was just taking it just to a different yeah, angle, that's, okay. just as an idea. No, that's that's, that's a good all. One. Thing is fix what you've already got all right we last time we spoke we talked about an analogy the work that i do is um, okay so there's an apple tree at the back of your garden there's the low-hanging fruit everyone's aware of that phrase don't get the ladder out and try and get the apples at the top of the tree when you can just reach up and grab the apples that are there i do paid search which is people are searching for your product and service on google they're no longer even at low-hanging fruit their apples already falling out the tree they want to find your basket they're falling out the tree you're not having to grab them you just put the basket underneath Okay, so that's what I was talking about last time. But there's something even better. If you're trying to make an apple tart and you want the apples from the back of the garden, you can get the low-hanging fruit, or even better, you can get the apples falling out of the tree. But even better than that is the apples you've already got in the basket. So you don't even have to go to the tree. So you've already got customers. Get them to become repeat customers, to keep ringing you. Well, I mean, that was Fergal Quinn's motto, the boomerang effect. You know, crowning the customer. Yeah. You know, but Mikey would crown your staff and then they'll crown your customer for you. That would be my... Yeah, customer service. Motto. Yeah. Like customer service is excellent for keeping repeat business and referrals. Mm. People, And obviously you've got to have a good product or service mm. anyway so that people refer you on. Get that part sorted and then also then go out and get more customers. So like if you can get customers... So if you're paying money to get these customers through billboards and newspaper ads... Facebook advertising or whatever you're paying to get them in that first purchase that they're a buyer the first time they buy from you they're not a customer yet a customer is somebody who's got a custom of buying from you a repeat buyer they've bought from you once that first purchase is like a test are you going to deliver did they have a good experience oh this is great and it's also a test the other way where you are you a pain in the ass kind of customer you know are you going to complain about everything I don't want that kind of customer oh you're an, you're a great customer this is brilliant so you've got that customer you paid for them the first time. Everything after that, you don't have to pay, do paid advertising. You've already got them. 
So it, that's why it's you know it's more profitable those extra sales, and they're also easier to do because you've built a relationship. You've built a relationship already with that first purchase, and you're continuing to build a relationship. So if you can have that uh, retention piece and referral piece done. And then you can focus on getting more customers in. Your business will start growing and snowballing to the point where the taxi driver, hopefully, gets too much work. Then what's the next step? He might employ somebody. Exactly. Lease out his car or whatever. Yeah. 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 So I remember listening to something in a podcast. Which one was it? There's two excellent podcasts. uh, www.tropicalmba.com slash consulting and tropicalmba.com slash services and I can't remember which one they're only half an hour each they're both brilliant the guys are funny as well and they one of them guys talks about a three-year plan to get your business really up and running and the first year is you learn a skill that's saleable and provide you're going to provide a service that's the quickest way to get into business is just provide a service Uh, window cleaning you can just go out and do it okay so maybe the first year you, you learn a skill, you get good enough at it that people are going to pay you for it. And maybe it's, let's just pick web design. So you learn how to do web design good enough that people are paying you to do it. But actually in that year, it's not like, oh, I'm going to spend a year learning it. You're doing it. You're doing it. You find somebody, you get it done. You, you, you get your client first, then you learn how to do it and you build it. The second year, like the first year you're getting paid to do this. Second year you get your focus on get doing the sales, selling that skill. You've got the skill now. The second year you're going to, focus on selling that skill and you get really good at that to the point where I got to recently maybe six months ago uh oh I'm starting to get more leads than I can actually deal with starting to get more client work than I can actually physically you know fulfill on my own I need to now work out how to scale this which is where I start bringing in subcontractors to help me you know maybe once I get there's enough of them then I'll start taking on permanent employees I can't do subcontractors at the minute because you know the overheads would just uh, sorry employees the overheads would just kill me kill my business that is getting going so I'm in the third stage um, which could be your third year but you know forget the forget the the time scale necessarily third stage is you've got to scale it so this taxi driver he's got a skill he can drive taxis people paying for it then he's got to like, nail selling it so he's got a regular stream of customers coming in so that's repeat business and referrals plus new customers gets to the point where he's he can't scale he's reached the limit of the like, number of hours he can work. So now he's got to work out, how do I scale this if I want to? And yes, he could start employing the subcontracting work out. And that's how he'll grow his business. I see. Very clever. So the chauffeur thing just went out the window. <laughs> that's that's well, an option. That's, you know, that's, that is an option, obviously. He might find that as a certain segment of his... Well, yeah, clients. I was thinking about where he could ap- apply the skill in other areas. In other areas, but... But but it's the same skill. Yeah, you know, like it, it, the um, you know, the golf Irish Open is on, so he could do chauffeur for you know, the golfers. He could, he you know, could. do events. Yeah. This is the so way I would look. Kind so of back to what I mentioned earlier that people forget what's right under their nose. What is currently making them money? So mm-hmm. people are always looking over there. Oh, what can I do over there? Something different to make more money. When potentially, potentially, what they're already doing is making them money. Look at that. It's like that thing we were talking about earlier. You can't sometimes see it because, you know, you can't see the picture because you're in the frame. Mm-hmm. Or you don't know what you're good at because you, it's just so natural to you. And people often take it for granted. So I'm a taxi driver doing it five years. How do I grow this business? Mm-hmm. Or I should do something different. Or should you look at what you're already doing, what's already bringing in your money? Same as the accountant who's been 20 years as an accountant, made redundant, 
oh, I've got this great idea for an app, a web app, or a, or a, an eBay for parents, buggies, and it's like, hold on, what brought you in the money for 20 years? Grow what you know first. Have a look at that. So your first reaction with the taxi driver was to think of other things, and they were all related, so that's good. But I'd, I'd start at what are you currently doing? Can you grow that? It's maybe mm. not as sexy. It's maybe not as sexy. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe the, word was, the word sexy, sexy things. didn't spring to mind. But you know, <laughs> if you want to add a uniform and a cap, you know. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of a uniform and a cap, what we're going to do is we're going to stop for a nor- uh, short break and then we'll 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 do a recap for people. Okay.
you've just joined us, today's guest in the studio is Andy Black, an entrepreneur, as I would call you. Look, well, okay. And I'm shaking my head. <laughs> okay, and he's shaking his head. But the, the the big key is really from the advice that you're you're giving people, and from what we've been talking about, is grow it. You know. Yeah. The other one is you already know enough. You don't know. You don't need to go on a course. You don't need to read more books. You already know enough. Yeah. Well, that's where like a session with you could help people know what they know. When I'm chatting to people, one of the things I have to do is almost like try and work out where they're getting stuck. And often it is. They're overcomplicating it. They're putting things in the way. I need to learn this. I need to do that. I need to do that. But you see, this is where on the the business course, we needed somebody like you. Do you understand me? Because you were answering questions that we couldn't and you were looking at things at a different angle. And I'll probably say, you don't need that. You You don't don't need need that. that. Um, So listen, if anybody has any questions, they can email Andy at... Andy at andyblack.net. Andy at andyblack.net. That's a bit of a tongue-tying one. <laughs> um, Andy, we're, we're actually out of time. Uh, we've been chatting so much. But listen, thank you so much for coming in. Enjoyed it. Um, hopefully you're going to be doing your own programme at the station. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. But, you know, maybe something once a month, you know, you can you can have um, questions and answers for people or you can have something exciting. Uh, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you.